0: Welcome back to the Recalibrate Podcast. I'm JC. And I'm Sasha. Join us each week as we have honest conversations to normalize the human experience and help you feel less alone. Yeah you, that's right. It's a rough world out there.
1: <laughs> we share different ways to connect with yourself and interview heart guests to expand your belief of what's possible.
0: We're the best friends you didn't know you needed. And we love you just the way you are.
1: Without further ado, let's laugh, cry, ruminate, and explore all of the things that you think about. But haven't heard said out loud. Let's get into it. Oh, I didn't know you were quitting. Hi, how's it going? <laughs> it is going so good. I uh, feel so happy after this weekend. just I have spent so much time outside. I am a little plant that needs sunlight and water <laughs> at all times. So i so feeling good. I am just like felt so happy this past week.
0: Yay. Mm -hmm. Good. I took my inner child on a little park date today and we painted. What did you paint? I painted like a rainbow colored background um, with white letters saying show me because Mm -hmm. my motto right now is universe show me how good it gets. Because I have a lot of new opportunities (laughs) on the horizon, some work, some people in my life. And I'm like, okay, okay, let's see how good it gets. Uh, Yeah, that's the
1: phrase I always go back to. Yeah. It's important because I think sometimes we put a lot of expectation on what we want things to look like and what we want experiences to end up being. And when you just are like, no, just show me how good it gets. This is what I'm doing. I release. I feel like it's exciting to see what happens.
0: Yeah. On the other side of uncertainty is expansive possibility. Mm -hmm. You don't know how good it can get.
1: I feel like a lot of times we can't even fathom what it looks like. We're in our little boxes and we just have this one. It's the 2x versus 10x thing that we talk about. It's hard to allow yourself to even see what's possible.
0: Yeah. And the 2x life is, you can imagine a small change that would result in your life being two times better than it is now, but it would take a much more massive change to be a 10x improvement in your current state of life. So are you making changes that are inching towards a 2x life or a 10x life? food for before we hop into this week's topic, which is living a values-based life versus a goals-based. I'm
1: so excited about this topic. I feel like it's something that just keeps coming up for me, stemming from a conversation I had with my friend maybe a month or two ago now. And it has been a reoccurring thought that just keeps coming back of our conversation. It has stuck with me so much. And we were talking about purpose and if we think we have purpose in life and are we living by our purpose and this inner urgency to fulfill that we're talking and was like do you think you have a purpose and my friend was like yeah I think I have my purpose is this I was like oh I feel like mine is this and the third one of my friends was like you know I feel like I just want to be a good person and have good character and as long as I do that every single day and embody that in the little actions that I'm having I feel good I feel fulfilled and it was so simple but so profound to me Because that's actually what I think when I look at him. I'm like, damn, he's just such a good person and truly embodies that. I just keep thinking about it. And so I was talking to my therapist this week and I was talking about this conversation and she brought up this concept of, you know, values versus goals based life. I had never really heard it defined like that. She said that values based living tends to be more fulfilling because goals based life is you're kind of always seeking this achievement, whether that be a promotion or an accomplishment, you're just kind of searching for the next thing. But a values based life is, you know, identifying your values, what's truly important to you and how you show up in the world. And embodying that every single day. And no matter what you're approaching, whether that be relationships or work, literally whatever you're doing, your conversation with a barista or something, are you embodying and being true to those values? And if so, then how are you feeling about it? So I am so excited to dive into this today.
0: Yeah. And I think that both values and goals have a place
1: right obviously you have goals in a values-based life but it kind of just brings this new lens to how you're living I think and gives you a little bit more intentionality with how you're showing up in the world
0: yeah so why don't we dive in a little bit deeper into each like why is the distinction between the two important what is goal-based living and how is that showing up for us right now
1: Yeah I think that there's two ways you could approach it because I feel like when I think of a goals-based life and from like some research that I've done it's a lot about focusing on this achievement like almost like that hungry ghost mentality that we talk about is this idea that if you picture an empty ghost right they talk about it like a meditation meditation teacher talks about it a lot and it keeps eating keeps striving for these accomplishments but it's never actually fulfilled like you think that Oh, I get this promotion at work. I'm going to be happy. I get this new job. I'm going to be happy. I have this goal to run, I don't know, run a marathon or have this health focus goal. And like you think that it's going to bring you this overarching sense of whatever. But once you get to it, oftentimes we just, you know, we're like, okay, cool, time for the next thing. And we don't, we don't really take any time to see like, how did that resonate with what are my overall values? And I think. You can have goals in a values-based life, but the way in which you set those goals, it's all about your why and your intention. Are you setting this goal for external validation? Are you setting this goal for, you know, because it really comes from something you embody. So I don't know, for example, you say you, you value service. Like that's one of your main values. And then your goal is, oh, I want to volunteer every month. That's a goal that comes directly from your values. But if you're saying, you know, you just want this promotion. You can't really tie it back to anything. Is it going to make you feel fulfilled? Probably not. If you think about it?
0: I think that we have been taught to, I think goals are an easy way to teach discipline and they keep people on track. So when you're in elementary school, when you're in middle school, high school, and your prefrontal cortex is still developing, And the adults in your life need to teach you how to function in society, Mm -hmm. need to teach you how to be disciplined, need to teach you a certain base level skills of knowledge. That's where goals get introduced, right? Like your goal is to finish your homework. Your goal is to pick up your toys. Your goal is to get an A in this class. Your goal is to get into the sports team. And those things are taught for us to function in society. The issue comes when we're not taught values-based, right? We continue on with our lives forevermore with these goals as being our measures of success. And again, I think they come from that very early age where you're not going to ask a three-year-old or a five-year-old, what are your values? Mm-hmm. like What is your core human essence here to deliver? What gift to this earth? You're going to teach them, hey, you are going to clean up your toys or you're going to help your sister. Or your brother. And so I think there's absolutely a function of those goals. And I get why we're taught a goals based life. I think that the goals based life gets challenging when, as an adult, you're doing things every single day that may or may not lead to some goal. And I think that creates a lot of suffering. Like pain is inevitable, we're going to experience physical pain, but the suffering, we perpetuate that with our minds. So if we say, this is my big goal, I want a promotion, every single day that you're not going to get a promotion is causing you suffering. Yeah, we create these wars with ourselves because if something doesn't lead us to that goal, which sometimes is within our control, but sometimes there's a lot of other factors Mm -hmm. at play, like with a promotion or with a relationship or with a car or with a job or with a home, there's a lot of factors at play. If we're not taught how to live life based on a system of fulfillment that allows you to find fulfillment every single day in the little and the big things that you're doing, then you're going to be miserable because there's no longer someone like for a child in middle school, a child be like, Good job, you picked up your toys. Mom gives you a golden sticker or lets you go color. Or good job, you helped your sister, or good job, you got an A in class. The parent will typically, hopefully, validate that behavior and that achievement reinforcing Mm. the pursuit of the goal in our adult lives nobody's validating (laughs) the pursuit of your you know your promotion or the pursuit of your stuff on a daily basis you have to validate yourself and then i think we get into the conversation of are we really validating ourselves here Are we giving ourselves rewards for the micro wins? Hey, I worked really hard on this project. I did really well. I'm going to go give myself some time to paint in a park or whatever floats your cup. Do we celebrate the micro wins that bring us to a bigger goal? The child doesn't have the bigger picture, whereas the parent does. I love that. And also,
1: I think with the goals, it's very outcome based, like you Mm -hmm. said. So even if you're living by your values, but you don't achieve that goal because you don't have control over it you'd feel like you don't deserve the celebration. So you could work so hard. Like one of your values is be a very hardworking person. You could work so hard and maybe the opportunity doesn't afford you to have a promotion. And like you work so hard every day and you don't get that promotion. So you feel like you don't deserve, you know, the fulfillment or the celebration, but you do. So... It's very interesting. And and I think also like goals are so arbitrary, right? Like we're setting these goals. You just make it up and you're like, I want to achieve this by this certain timeline. But it's not really backed by anything. So then to what you said about the show me how good it gets mindset, you're not really allowing for any other opportunity to unfold. Mm-hmm. You're just like, this is my tunnel vision goal.
0: Yeah. Mm. And how often do those goals actually align with core authentic desires of ours? Like, for example... If I am looking for a partner, Mm -hmm. like a relationship, and I'm like, I want to date a comedian. I need to date a comedian. And so then I reject everyone I meet that isn't a comedian. (laughs) Do I really want to date a comedian? Is that my goal? Or is my value a partner who can make me laugh? Yeah. Right? My value is being in a relationship that is lighthearted, that is fun, someone that I can have humor with. Yeah. But meanwhile, I'm out here with a goal of dating a comedian. Like, what is my true authentic want? Is it the dating the pro- someone who is in that profession? Yeah. Or is it what that represents to me in their characteristics as a human? So I think that a lot of the times we set these goals, but we don't tie them back to the things that actually make us deeply feel fulfilled. So then let's say you do get the goal, you do get the job and you get there and you're like, wait, I'm miserable. Hold on, rain check. Or yeah. you get the relationship. And then you're like, wait, this is what I thought I wanted. And then you get into this, oh, oh, no, oh, shit moment because you got what you thought you wanted, but you don't feel like you thought you would feel.
1: Right. And I think that's the crux of it. And it's happened to me. I think all of it, it's not a bad thing. Like, it it teaches you a lot. And I've been in many scenarios where I really wanted this thing. You know, I was so focused on it. And then I get there, I get the job, I get the award or whatever. And I'm just like, oh, wait. Actually, this wasn't how I expected to feel. Do you think that people tend to lead towards goal-based lives because there's usually like a monetary outcome tied to it sometimes or like some social reward?
0: I think it's social. I think it's validation externally. Yeah. Going back to values, how do you think people should look into defining their values or look into understanding what's important to them?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think it just takes a lot of reflection. Where I would start is honestly, like you could pull out a value sheet, literally Google values and find a list of a 100 of them and just kind of go through them, take a first pass and be like, does this resonate with me? When I've done that exercise, I'm like, oh, yeah, no, definitely not that. Definitely not that. And then I find one. I'm like, oh, yeah, that that rings true to me. That resonates with me. And I think, honestly, it sounds silly because I think we expect just to know, can you list off like five of your values? And maybe you you can, but maybe you can't. So I think that's a helpful first place to start and just look and see. And then maybe from there, you kind of like journal about it. Why is this resonating with me? How do I already show up in this way? How do I want to show up in this way? Think about, you know, your highest self, your most ideal Version of yourself, and how does that version of you show up? And what, what activities do they do? How do they interact with people? How do they spend their time? I think spending some time with yourself and really thinking about how you want to show up in the world.
0: Yeah. I think it's important too. If once you get your list of five or so values, can we check in whether or not you're actually living in alignment with those values? Mm-hmm. So many people have values like, oh, I value service, I value volunteering, I value being a kind person or generous or being humble or whatever it is. And then I actually start to collect on a daily, weekly basis. Do I service these values? Do I actually volunteer? Do I actually give to charity if my value is being of service? Do I support my local community in some way? The list goes on and on. If your values being generous, how are you generous? Is it with your time? Is it with your finances? Is it with your energy? Are you generous to your friends in the way that you show up to support them? Are you generous to your coworkers to support them in times of need? So identifying one, okay, you have your list of values. Two, How do you actually show up with those values? Mm. And that's how you start to connect the goals into the conversation, right? So if you have a value of service or generosity and you don't yet have things that actually are enabling you to act on that value, then a goal is, hey, I would like to volunteer once a week or I would like to make sure that I call my mom every other week.
1: Yeah, I think it's important to also just do a little audit of how you're spending your time. If you look at your week and you see, okay, this is what I spend my time doing on a week-to-week basis. If you're feeling like, you know, you're really exhausted, you're really drained, you're, you know, just going on autopilot through the week, maybe it's because there's not really any points in the week where you're living through these values. You're just kind of checking off the boxes. You're going through your to-do list. You're completing assignments at work, but you're not finding a way to interweave what's important to you. So of course, you're not really feeling lit up. You're not feeling energized. You're not feeling filled because in multiple parts of your week, you're not finding any way to weave those in. I saw something interesting, you know, making your to-do list for the day and then seeing what are little ways you could interweave your values into your to-do list. Because I think for me, I used to just have tunnel vision almost. Okay, my value is community or my value is connection and I'd be like oh I only create community when I teach yoga. You know, like that's that's how I can live out this value. But that's such a small part of my week. I can create connection in literally every single interaction I have. I can create connection for the five minutes in the beginning of a Zoom call by asking this person how their day is and developing and fostering that relationship. I can create connection when I'm waiting in line at the coffee shop. There's so many other ways that you can implement your values. You don't need to have this single tunnel vision of this is where I can exert this value. And nowhere else
0: Mm, I love that it reminds me of yoga like the practice begins off your mat yeah it's not in the room and if you're only doing yoga quote-unquote in the room you're not really a yogi right because the practice is outside of the space I love that you spoke to all of that but I know that last week you mentioned this fear of not reaching your potential Mm -hmm. and your purpose like how does that play in When you look at a values-based life and living in alignment with your values and having these big visions, these big purposes and dreams that are aligned with your values. Yeah. Honestly, this
1: perspective is kind of new to me. I've always thought about values. People talk about values, but I definitely was still stuck in the goals, achievement-based life for like a lot of my life. And I think it created this urgency within me, like, oh, I need to get to this place and live out my values in this specific way. Yeah, one of my biggest fears is this untapped potential or not making the most of my experience, quote unquote. And what helped me was this. Honestly, I was like, I'm doing a lot of doing and I need to just exist in the world. And I came back to this, you know, feeling of when you light yourself up, you light others up. When you create the sense of safety for yourself, you create safety for other people. When you create this connection with yourself, you create that for other people. Like, I don't need to do anything. I just need to be who I am. And then from that creates this ripple effect with every other human I'm interacting. So it's like, instead of having this one picture of this is how I'm going to live out my purpose. No, that's that's so self-centered. It's, it's reeling it back. And I've had to really just like humble myself with this and be like, I don't need to do all of these things to feel fulfilled to live out my quote-unquote purpose like I can just exist and work on the things that I'm working on and show up for everyone in my life and the people that I interact in a way that's just authentic because then it creates this relationship of authenticity amongst them too
0: so many of us so many of us get into this place where we're like, I need to make it big. I need to <laughs> climb the corporate ladder. I need to be the next Insta influencer right. and stuff. I need to get into this major or I need to get into this job or this career. And it's so consuming. Mm. Yet sometimes I hear these things that the people that don't care, they're the ones that get it. They're like, I just threw my hat in the ring and it worked out. Like, why do we get this all-consuming need to actualize our potential (laughs) and be so, so great? I think it's a need to prove yourself. Yeah. But is it because that specifically is a way to externally prove yourself? And then via external affirmation or validation, you can then finally give yourself permission to give yourself internal approval? Mm,
1: I feel like it's a need to be remembered or important or understood i saw this thing that was kind of talking about at the root we're just so scared to be forgotten forgotten by people in an everyday experience forgotten by people after we die like we just want to leave some sort of mark on the world
0: Everybody is like, I want to be the next big thing. There's more than enough space for everyone. Yeah. I have a tattoo on my shoulder, which is mudita, which is Sanskrit for celebrating the joy of others deeply. Mm -hmm. And to me, it's a constant reminder and representation that others' success does not take away from my own. There's more than enough joy to go around. And I feel like this whole thing with sometimes these goal-based lives or focusing on a goal-based life is just the focus on actualizing your own potential (laughs) and that can get exhausting because it also inadvertently puts so much pressure on yourself to actualize yourself and then if anything that you do doesn't match up with this whole grand planned agenda that you have to be lord overlord of the universe but like you said taking a moment to just humble yourself and realize that the world doesn't need you to do more shit. The world has a lot of people doing a lot of shit. I I heard this quote on a podcast and I really, really liked it because it just totally shattered my world. But Peter Krohn is the mind architect. So he specializes in revealing the limiting beliefs and subconscious narratives that dictate and shape behavior, health, relationships, and performance. And he's good at it y'all i would highly recommend a peter crone podcast and his his subject of this podcast was aubrey marcus and peter crone was saying aubrey you want to help people but you're too busy beating yourself up you want to make a difference but that energy of oppression is still present within you impacting your ability to make a change because you're too busy being right about the fact that you're not good enough and so by virtue of the fact that we're human we can all relate to this Like, we want to make a difference. We want to do something good in the world. We want, you know, whether that's for ourselves or for others, we want to actualize our potential. But we're too busy telling ourselves, you're not doing enough. You're not good enough. You're not going fast enough. You're not smart enough. You're not working hard enough. Right. So we're just reinforcing this internal narrative that we're not good enough and hence not actualizing our potential. And so Peter Crome goes on to then say, the world doesn't need you to do more shit. What the world desperately needs is a human being who embodies the essence of love and peace of self. What the world needs is more humans like you to just be. Like the main difference that you can make is your energetic embodiment, your full loving presence with someone to help them feel seen. I don't know why we want to feel seen by billions of people, by thousands of people (laughs) on Instagram. We've all heard the stories about how people who are, you know, superstars pop stars they don't feel seen they yeah. they feel loved by their audience sure but they don't feel seen truly right. they feel like they're living a lie and if you and i can sit and really see each other why is that not as impactful you're like why is that not enough as a hundred thousand instagram followers
1: mm-hmm.
0: we just take things at a macro scale this greed that humans have and instead going like just living my life just being the best human that i can be just Seeing the people that I have an opportunity to see deeply, that is enough.
1: Yeah. And I think once you start to act in that way and show up in that way, it just creates such a ripple effect. You know, those little experiments that people post where they pay for the person's coffee behind them and then that person pays for the coffee behind them. And then it creates this whole trickle. And then, you know, that person's in such a good mood. They go out and do something like super kind for someone else. And then that person and it just creates this whole amazing ripple of kindness and love. And that's such a small act. It's such a small act that creates that. And I think we underestimate so much the importance of how our little interactions just creates such a profound impact on people.
0: And those things will make so much more of a difference than you getting $10,000 on an Instagram account. Right. That, paying for the person's coffee, showing up for a friend, that is what actually makes a difference in shifting somebody's energy more than you making a really pretty Instagram post or, you know, completing a project for a corporation.
1: I think a lot of the times when you have that tunnel vision on whatever it is, you miss the point. You miss so many opportunities to make an actual meaningful impact in the people in your life. If you're so focused on your grind of doing something or this one thing at work or whatever and like you miss those little moments of connecting with your friends. You're on your phone. You're so busy. You like couldn't care less about the world around you. <laughs> There's been times where, you know, I say my value is connection and my value is community, but I'm on my phone from the minute I leave my apartment till the second I get to my destination. I'm not connecting with anyone. Like I'm completely disconnected because I'm so like, oh, I gotta do this thing and and whatever. What what am I doing? That's not getting me any closer to how I want to show up in the world.
0: Yeah, or presence, and like when you're yeah. when you don't even know what streets you took to get there. Right, that's
1: just, we would both probably say one of our values is is presence, like mm-hmm. to be a present person. But have we both autopiloted our way to a core power studio and just not even looked up for one second? Absolutely.
0: Once you start drawing awareness to it, I notice when I start doing it more often, I'm like, hey, what's up? We're really like running back and forth. I notice when the speed of my life picks up, Mm -hmm. there's this frantic energy to it. I heard this amazing quote, too, by actually Richard Rudd. He created, not necessarily created, but the transmission of the intelligence of the Gene Keys came through Richard Rudd. And the Gene Keys is a... I listened to a podcast with them recently. The easiest way to look at the gene keys is 64 archetypes. And just like you might get your horoscope or your human design chart, you can get a gene keys chart. And your gene keys will have three different sequences or paths. One of them related to your life's purpose, one of them related to your relationships, and one of them related to prosperity. And in each of those paths, there's numbers, which you can then look up and understand, okay, in my life's work, what are the most important qualities or essences that I'm going to achieve for? And what are the shadows that I need to overcome? It's a complex set of wisdom.
1: Chat GBT's definition of the gene keys in an easy to understand way because I need it, this English translation is that it is a modern tool that combines genetic spirituality and personal development that helps people understand their innate strengths and challenges, offering a roadmap for personal growth and fulfilling their potential. It's like a guidebook to uncovering your unique life path and make meaningful changes in your life. Yeah, it's like a map almost. I love it.
0: That was a great way to understand that. I think Dinky's other ways to use it are, there's two books. Yeah, there's one that's small. It's about 100 pages, The Art of Contemplation. So that kind of covers into the, the art of taking a pause and reflecting and integrating like you just spoke to. The other book is the literally a textbook of the 64 gene keys, the 64 archetypes, which again, you get that chart, which then tells you the map of which numbers to look at for which parts of your life and which parts to apply to.
1: I think some of these things you are like, oh, this is woo woo. Or is this just another prescriptive thing, which like Sasha and I want to do a whole episode on is, you know, your Enneagram and your Myers-Briggs personality and your horoscope Are these just prescriptive ways to identify and like have a scapegoat basically for your behavior so we're gonna we'll we'll dive into this but honestly I thought the gene case was just interesting and sometimes it just helps you like have vocabulary for for different things that you're thinking about it was so accurate to how I was feeling I was like is this just a generic thing and then I read yours and it was completely different and I was like whoa even just reading mine and reading yours yeah. it was so interesting so I don't know this might not be everyone's thing but if you're interested you can go then it will give you a free reading but I thought it was very interesting for me, at least.
0: Yeah, it definitely, it definitely is. And I, I mean, the the whole point of getting into something like the jinkies here is just that it creates that space to pause and reflect on. Richard wrote what he had mentioned is that if you don't have a moment of contemplation in a day, you can't grow because in the pause, in that space. Is where you have a moment to contemplate, reflect, and choose differently, or to glean an insight from something you read, or from your day, or from your discovery. And so, when I notice my life is going fast and I have less moments to pause, I know that I'm not actually integrating or being present in my life. I am getting this frantic quality of what do I need to do? Do more, do next, do this. And I've lost sight of the point, which is being present and living life in an embodied connected way and embodying the essence of love and the presence of peace again people don't need me to do shit they don't need me to post on instagram they need me to be a good human and to show up that way
1: i love that so
0: much i have definitely had weeks or
1: more than weeks like months where i like do not take a second to step back and be like hey what went well today how am i proud of how i showed up today how could i do better tomorrow How did I not like how I showed up today? Those moments of reflection and integration are so important because it cultivates self-awareness. And otherwise, you just loop the same exact actions over and over and over again and expect a different result. And I have completely been there. I was literally looking up some end-of-day, end-of-week journaling prompts really recently because I want to find a way to have that little check-in with myself. I think it's so important. Like, I definitely don't do it enough. I mean, I thought mine, the Gene Keys, was interesting because, and this is kind of what it went back to living this values-based life, was it was like, what is of importance is that you communicate your essence to the world and show others how to be at ease with themselves because you become at ease with yourself. Your life becomes an example of how to love oneself Because you are like going through that, basically.
0: I really love that.
1: Yeah, I saw this quote, it was so cute. It was like, Mm -hmm. the loudest way to love someone is by encouraging them to be their most authentic self. Mm -hmm. Isn't that so sweet?
0: It is. (laughs) It reminds me too of the human being versus human doing. Yeah. It reminds me of one conversation I had where I asked this person, you know, how do you balance your human being with your human doing? Mm -hmm. He, without pause, was like, they're one and the same. My being is my doing and my doing is my being. And when they're ever separate, then I know I'm doing it wrong. So he operates from a place of that values-based, essence-based. Like I am acting because it's my purpose. Even if I'm doing the shittiest part of this, I still love it because the person I'm being while I'm doing things, that's who I want to embody. Like going back to values-based living, it's how are you doing the things that you're doing? Not what are you doing, not what job are you looking for or what promotion or what partnership. It's who are you being while you do it? Are you showing up as a good colleague, as a hardworking, generous, humble component of your employee network, of your community? Who are you being while you're reaching for your goals? And I think that comes back to the values of if you're being and you're doing are separate, then you're too focused on what do you want as an outcome.
1: I feel like that was the most perfect quote for values-based living.
0: That Yeah, that's exactly it. That's interesting. I feel like we've been talking
1: a lot about values-based life, and it's easy to just say you have these sexy values or these, you know, the values you think you should say. How do you balance what you feel like you should be doing or should pick versus what do you actually? Because if everyone had the same values, the world wouldn't work, right? We inherently are going to care about different things Different things are going to have different importance to us. There's no should that you should have when you're looking at these values. Like they're so unique to you. It's not one value is better than the other. How do you stay true to that and embody authenticity while you're going through this exercise of figuring out what's important to you?
0: Yeah, great question. Where my brain is going with this is that when you have your list of five values and then you're mapping out what activities do I do that relate to each of the values And you're noticing some values don't have very many activities listed that you actually do to support that value. And then you start thinking of things to do to support that value. And you're like, I really don't want to do those things. Maybe it's not your value, right? If you can't be while you do, if you can't be the person that embodies that value while you do the thing that helps you actually embody that value, then it's probably not a value of yours, right? If your value is being of service, And you're like, oh, but I really don't want to volunteer. Then maybe that doesn't, that's not an authentic value. And it's one that you've picked up as one you should have. Yeah. Also different containers for doing different values. But I think that comes back to human being, human doing. If you are doing something and you don't feel like this vibrant, buzzy energy that you're just being in this essence of what feels like an authentic value to you, then you're missing what could be a deeper and more impactful value for you to consider. Yeah.
1: I think that's important because I think it's easy to look at them and just be like yeah my mom would be proud of this or like I I should do this one like this one sounds like it looks good on paper but you have to spend every day for the rest of your life living out these values so it better be something that's important to you and that you care about.
0: They can change. Right yeah they're
1: flexible for sure and I think probably I mean definitely at different points in your life you have different priorities you have different things that mean more to you and you shift your values as you learn more.
0: I think also so often, especially when we switch from a goal-based versus a values-based life, we are missing out on that validation that we were previously getting Mm -hmm. because now the validation has to come from within. I think that that's really scary. How would you think that we could start internally validating ourselves to say, yeah, J.C., great job. Like you are making progress in your value. That's such
1: a good question, because I think that probably stops a lot of people. I think it's like a feedback loop, right? It's really noticing and having awareness to how you feel when these different situations come up. So, OK, you have a presentation at work and it goes well. Your manager is like, amazing. Great job, Sasha. You did so good. Yeah, that feels good. that That doesn't feel bad. But then does that. Does that truly linger? How does that land with you for, you know, the rest of the day, the rest of the week? Does that really fuel you for the rest of your week? It's going to be like the the top thing. Like, guys, my manager said I did so good at my presentation. Compare that feeling to how you feel when you do something that really feels embodied. Like for me, when I am able to show up for a friend and really hold space for them and really have this deeper level of presence and connection and like get that fulfillment from just showing up for someone that feels so different to me than the external validation and yeah the external validation feels good obviously it does we're humans we want validation from other people and it's not a bad thing i don't want to demonize it but i just think once you start to have concrete examples of how both feel in your body and how they resonate and how they leave you feeling for the next couple of days. It makes you want to have those experiences more, at least for me.
0: It's also cool coming back to the hungry ghost topic. When your manager compliments you, you're going to want more. Yeah. And you're not the one in charge of when you get it. <laughs> yes. I love that. You're not in control of that. You're not in control versus if you are internally validating, hey, I am a hardworking person. That means I worked hard on this project. Regardless of whether or not your manager recognizes you, that's going to internally validate you. The next project rolls around. You work hard. You're like, I'm a hardworking person and I worked hard on this project. Great job. And you just continuously, regardless of external stimulus, regardless of the response, you can validate that you acted in alignment with what you value. Yeah, I love that. Because you can't control the outcome. We go back to this all
1: the time. You can't control other people's actions. You can't control how other people perceive you. You could be showing up exactly embodied in your values and maybe someone doesn't see you in that. And that doesn't mean that you're not a hardworking person. It doesn't mean that you don't have these values. I think that's so important to start to cultivate that within yourself. And like you said, you know, give yourself that internal validation. I feel like I started talking to myself all the time. I'm like, good job, Daisy. You're doing great. It sounds silly. Like I'll literally laugh at myself. But when I do something, I'm like, oh, good job. That was so good. And I'm just like, oh, I'm proud of you it starts to mean something. Mm-hmm. And maybe the first time you say to yourself, wow, I'm so proud of how I showed up in that situation. Mm-hmm. Maybe it doesn't really feel the same as external, but over time, that means more to me. If I am proud of how I show up in a situation, that's all you can really ask for.
0: Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. I was on the phone with someone the other day and I had not an unlock and I just forgave myself for something and I immediately my hands went around me and I gave myself a hug and I was like I'm hugging myself right now
1: that's been my thing like the past two months three months four months is like literally giving yourself that self-hug it was
0: so automatic though Uh, it's never happened that automatically I was like oh I forgive you so I oh that's cheer I was like whoa (laughs) yeah I I really love that I love that you said it kind of over time it starts to feel more natural and then it starts to be the only validation that you actually need. Because again, you can't control whether or not someone's having a good day, a bad day, whether or not they see you. But we're so hard on ourselves anyway. Like you honestly know whether or not you're acting in alignment with your values. And so when you can really acknowledge, despite all the internal critic, the inner noise, when you yeah. can truly sit there and be like, I'm proud of you, I saw you do that, it does mean a lot more because other people don't hear What's going on in your head at ninety percent? Other people don't hear the internal chatter, the narrative, the "you're doing great," "you're not," like all the self-criticism or lack thereof that you place on yourself. People don't hear that. And so, when you, despite everything that's going on inside your head, or nothing that's going on inside your head, normalizing all experiences here, d- despite everything, the way that you you normally think, can go back and be like, "I'm really proud," or "I love you," or "I got you."
1: That's yeah. huge. Yeah, it's like that thing that we were talking about of you can just only do the best you can with what you have. And what you told me a while ago was you sometimes have to just be okay with being like this is my truth. This is this is what I believe. This is who I am. And even if you you want so badly for someone else to to see that truth, to validate that, to prove and give you that external validation, at the end of the day, sometimes they just can't. And it is so powerful and build such a foundation of trust within yourself to be able to be like, you know, I know who I am. I'm proud of how I'm showing up. This is my truth. And that's it. And period, you're not looking for someone else to respond back to it. And you have to just get comfortable with that. And it's really, really hard.
0: Yeah. And if someone's not seeing your truth, not needing to prove to them otherwise, like we have so many of our tendencies to want to be right, to want to argue with the person, to want them to see our perspective. And sometimes they just won't. Yeah. And if you can stand firm in your perspective, despite them not being willing to recognize yours, that's huge. And the way I want to even up level that is if You're faced with a situation where you have the option to ask for validation or do a quick check of, hey, am I doing a good job at work, manager? (laughs) Or are you really interested in me for these qualities, new potential dating partner? Like, why are you asking for validation? Are you looking to be right about something that you want to believe in yourself? And why do you need someone else to tell you that you're right? Or why do you need someone else to recognize you in whatever you want to be validated in? Like you have a job at your corporation, right? That The fact that you have that job is validation enough that yes, you are intelligent. Yes, you're good at your job, right? Yes, you are capable. The fact that this person that you're dating is still in your life means that they see things in you. Yes, they think that you're someone that they're interested in getting to know. Can the facts of your reality be enough to internally validate you without you needing to ask for that validation externally. Yeah. And just
1: quieting all of that noise to really check in with yourself. Sometimes my friends will go on dates and they'll say, oh, I don't know if they liked me. I don't know if I was funny enough. I don't know if I came off the right way. And I'm like, hold on. Did you like them? Did you think they were funny? Like it's so often it's like, what did they think about me? What about this? How did I show up? Did you have a good time? Like, why is it? We're so tied to this external?"
0: Yeah, I remember I went on a date with a man, and I asked him so many questions about himself because you know, trying to get to know him, and like also just I know psychologically people love talking about themselves, right? <laughs> this is my thing. He all the questions. I even paused at the end of every single time that he yeah. answered, thinking would he ask me back? And you, what about you? He never did. We spent the whole three hours talking about (laughs) him. And at the end, he's like, wow, I've never had such a good conversation. This is great. Can I see you again? I'm like, do you know anything about me? I don't know. That's so
1: funny. It's just,
0: yeah, because he felt great about that, right? But I'm like, oh, goodness. Do I like him? I don't know. But JC and I will do an episode on dating at some point. (laughs) We can go into (laughs) estimating my experiences. Yes.
1: So if you're listening to all this and you're like, huh, that value space life, that sounds like it could be a cool thing for me. How do I start doing that? Let's talk about it. I think this is kind of new for me. I think we've been external validation girlies for a long time. This is new to us. And yeah, we're, we're working through it too. So for me, you know, thinking about how you want to feel, how do you want to make others feel? And then how do you stay in alignment with that? I think the first step, if you don't have your values written down, take out a value sheet. Mark off some values that resonate with you and then start journaling about them and seeing, okay, how am I doing this currently? How could I be doing this currently? Wait, what are more ways that I could bring this into my life?
0: And check in if you're noticing that the ways that you could potentially bring it into your life don't feel like you would enjoy doing them. Is that really a value? Do a cross check with yourself. I think another way to look at it is not only how do I want to feel, but also How do I want to make others feel of what do I want to activate within people? For example, I want to make people feeling 5% more excited every time I talk to them and 5% less afraid of the future. So every conversation or every single day can you have one conversation where you leave someone really excited and maybe a little bit less afraid of whatever (laughs) anxiety they were creating or whatever forward-looking forecasting future they were ruminating about.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, it's funny because we're saying living in values instead of goals, but then like you can start to set some goals that actually align with your values and see, okay, what are some areas that I could grow into this? What are some areas that I can really start to embody this on an everyday basis? From there, you know, start making decisions that align with your values and be like, you know, when you're faced with a situation, Are you going to prioritize your values? I think every day we're faced with decisions that we could either take this as an opportunity to embody our values or take it in the other direction. So start looking at all the decisions that you're making in an everyday basis and be like, is this a way that I can move closer to embodying my values? And you're not going to be perfect. I think it becomes more natural over time, but just to have awareness about it in the things that you're doing can start to be a good exercise. And then from there, I would say, adjust. You're not going to be perfect. You might take some things and be like, oof, that didn't feel good. How could I do that differently? Go back to the journaling piece that we talked about. Okay, how did I show up today? Is there ways that I could have done this differently? Could I have done it better? And the answer is probably always going to be yes. You can always learn from experiences. How do you change that for the next time?
0: Yeah. Another Peter Crone quote is that every single experience is an opportunity to see where you're not yet free. So, see if anything triggers you, if anything comes up for you, if any experience is challenging for you, what boundaries are you creating in your mind to create that challenge? So, for example, if you don't get the job you were looking for, or some external validation that you want doesn't come through, how can you take that as an opportunity to say, Hey, let me let go of this external validation? What's a value I can turn to to help me feel more satisfied and fulfilled at the outcome that is in front of me here? Like, how can I turn? this need for external validation into internal validation, into my values. So every single time that you kind of are faced with a new opportunity to take a look at your either desire to ask for or receive external validation, looking at how that might be retransformed into an internal validation and something that aligns with a value.
1: Yeah, I love that. I think the last thing that I'll say, and probably one of the hardest things, is check in with who you're surrounded with. And are the people in your close inner circle, the people that you're spending your time with, do they have values that align? And they don't have to be, you know, all of their values align. But if you're spending a majority of your time with people that they value completely different things, it's probably going to be a lot harder to embody your values on an everyday basis. Not impossible. I definitely have friends that don't embody a lot of the values that I want to show up as, but I think it makes it a lot more difficult then if you're, you know, hanging out with people that feel really aligned, it makes it so much easier to live by your values It makes it more inspiring, more empowering to live by your values. So I think that's a hard one because people have resistance to letting go of certain friendships or deprioritizing certain friendships that can feel very uncomfortable and uncertain. But I think finding friends for me and relationships that have had similar values to me has helped just be inspiring to me, if nothing else, of these are ways that I can start to show up in the world.
0: Oh, 100%. I totally agree with you. Like you asked, was this always something that you did? Did you just live with your values? No. And honestly, when I was transitioning, I spent a lot of time alone because it was really hard for me to show up with the values that I cared about in spaces with people that didn't embody those values either. And I really was trying to take a keen eye to them. As far as another value, I would say I would encourage everybody to have grace with themselves and forgiveness because let's say your value is being kind, compassionate, showing up for people, seeing people. And then there's that Zoom meeting where you are just, you know, a bit of a a bit of a dick. You want to get out of there. You want to finish this off <laughs> and you're not necessarily seeing the people on yeah, the other line. You're, you're feeling a little, yeah, you're feeling a little sassy like just be kind to yourself you can't be perfect with everything mm. i have so many of those Zoom meetings.
1: <laughs> yeah i think uh, there's a lot of a lot of tests that we are faced with on an everyday basis that make it challenging and obviously you are never going to perfect this we have not perfected this we are still learning every single day it's more just an awareness and for me at least it's like just brought a sense of ease into my life mm-hmm. i think it's not another thing to accomplish it's one less thing to accomplish. It took the pressure off me. It took the inner urgency off me. It has made me feel so much more easeful in my everyday life of like, ah, I don't actually have to do all these things. I can just exist and be and love the people in my life. And Just be a good person. To wrap this like to the beginning, that's why like it was funny when my friend had said, "Yeah, actually, I don't have this whole big thing that I want (laughs) to accomplish. I just want to show up and be a good person." I was like, "Damn, that's profound." And I'm realizing it's actually not that profound. You can just exist in the world, and it takes a lot less pressure off you.
0: Gets a lot easier. Gets a lot easier. (laughs) Yeah, that took the pressure off me. I was like, "Yeah, the world doesn't need another Instagram post or another online business." Yeah, my humans everybody i interact with just need me to be a good person Mm. and how can i live a life where i just find things that make me happy like yes if your next business venture is making you happy do it but if it's making you miserable and making you be a dick to everyone around you don't do it (laughs) don't do it (laughs) not the point yeah well i hope you all have such a wonderful week i hope you all are thinking about your values (laughs) what feels aligned to you And maybe thinking about ways to start letting go of some of those desires for external validation, whether that's a goal, a benchmark, a landmark, or whether it's really loving to hear affirmation all the time from people around you because you're not necessarily giving it to yourself. Transform your dialogue internally to one of validation, one acceptance, one of love, and you'll be able to share that. Yeah, I love that we
1: will link a lot of the stuff that we talked about down below we'll link the gene keys we'll link your crown we'll link maybe some journaling prompts that you can do i'm gonna look into that this week because i want to start implementing that in my own life so we'll link all the goodies below hope you have a lovely week and we will talk to you again next week Bye. bye